Welcome home to a life without limits, where you honor your alignment, nourish your soul, and awaken your inner goddess. Some days we fly, some, well, we've got you, sister. Abundance is your birthright. This is your remembrance. Hot Mess Goddess, juicy conversations for a luscious life. such an honor today to have on the Hot Mess Goddess podcast my dear friend Renee who is a qualified TCM practitioner which I've discovered is an acupuncturist and Chinese herbalist. She's an energetic healer, Reiki master, Bowen therapist, hypnotist, meditation teacher and facilitator and she's also currently exploring learning all about shamanism and shamanic practices to deepen her own spiritual practices and expand her toolkit as a healer. So it's just such a pleasure. Renee, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Sally. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. We have just experienced a week-long online retreat where you actually came and shared all of your magic. But I guess before we go there, I'd love to know with all of that big intro that we just had, how did you get to achieve all of that? Yeah, so thank you for that. Hearing that intro is a little bit, I think, wow, what a journey it's been. Yeah, I've been a practitioner for 16 years now, but I guess my reason for entering into this field of healing and alternative medicine was inspired by myself. From when I was a young child, I did have a lot of chronic health conditions and I was seeing lots of different doctors and specialists and wasn't really able to get the help that I so desired so common. Yeah, yeah. And you know, that's not to discredit the doctors or anything like that. But sometimes there are people that are outside of the box that don't just fit in that box. And that is me. And (laughs) so yeah, I found that anything that they had to offer just wasn't right for me. It just didn't sit well with me or I would be allergic to the medication and so forth. So it was just this one thing after another. And I guess it wasn't until I was probably old enough, like in my late teens, that I started to think, gee, there must be more out there. So I guess it started when I was seeing a chiropractor for some back and chronic spine pain that I'd been having at such a young age for an unknown reason. And even through that process, the chiropractor said to me, wow, your body just responds and reacts in ways that I've just never seen before and recommended that I possibly see the naturopath that was also working in the clinic. And at that point in time, I didn't even know what a naturopath was, but I definitely do now because that's really where I think my journey of healing really, really kicked off. I was super inspired by her and her help. And for the first time, I guess, ever that I felt heard and that she understood and really had some great answers for me and things to work on. And I guess the herbal medicine was something that resonated more with me than than the pharmaceuticals. Yeah, my naturopath ended up becoming a great mentor for me. And it's just been that sort of journey unfolding for me as I've met people along the way in different practices, ranging from physical things like herbs and dietary things to the more energetics of race 
Reiki and yeah, these people have just became mentors and great guides for me. And yeah, through all of that, I've learned lots about myself and I've just followed the breadcrumbs and see where it all unfolds. And here I am. (laughs) Ah, I so love that because I'm also one that follows the breadcrumbs of things. And I think for many of us that are always wondering what our purpose is and what we're meant to be doing with our life, even as late adults, that's what it's really about is following those breadcrumbs of what lights you up. And it can lead to some extraordinary experiences and some extraordinary paths that you may never have gone down if you had have just been wondering what you do with your life. 100%. Yeah, that's that saying of it's about the journey, not the destination. It's all those little bits that help co-create and manifest that life that we're walking. So yeah, I really love it. Yeah. And I've heard so many times too, that what you come into this life to heal and grow through yourself is your greatest gift to others. And that's clearly been the case for you. I truly, truly feel that. Yeah. As I said, working with these people and working through my own health issues and some pretty tough challenges in my childhood and early teens, You know, at the time, it might have been really hard work. But if I look back now, I can see it as a big blessing. And I have that understanding and awareness now that I really learn through my experience and learn through my body. And yeah, that's my greatest wish. I think that for what these people have helped me through and that I feel like I've embodied that medicine. And I now wish to pass that on to other people that either haven't been heard or just haven't found the right thing for them. So yeah, that's what it's about. For sure. And I'm seeing more and more of my friends now that I have a circle of friends that's just so beautiful and so expansive more and more are having a lot of these different things in their little toolkit like you were saying it's not just a naturopath or it's not just a massage therapist it's not just one thing it's learning all these different things along the way and then combining them all to your own unique gift Absolutely. And yeah, I think that definitely resonates with me. You know, I have the belief and the awareness that we're multidimensional beings and to be able to access all those different parts of ourselves, it does require different things. I mean, you know, if we look at herbs or dietary things, they're very physical in nature, yet they do also have energetics. But then, you know, if we really want to get into the mind and the psyche, then it might be something like mindfulness or hypnosis and things like that. So I guess that's been my greatest thing. I just have this quest and this thirst for knowledge and how to bring it all together, you know, the metaphysical and the physical and how we work as a whole rather than separate systems of a body, bringing it all together. And yeah, it just fascinates me. Oh, for sure. It's just never ending. There's just so much to learn. Yes. I'm a compulsive learner as well, like an eternal student. And I love that. I never think that I know it all. That's for sure. And I love that there's always something new to discover around the corner. Also, we all hear now that everything's energy and it's all just about energy. But the way that you said herbs and things, they might be physical, but then they still have energetics, which is why that medication worked for you in a different way than the chemical based pharmaceuticals did. So they might all be trying to target the same thing, but the energetics of them is different. And yeah, everyone's bodies are different as well. So it fascinates me so much. Yeah, me too. I think the key to it is, is to really have that deep listening within your own body rather than it coming from external for anyone saying, this is what you should be taking, or this is what you should be doing. I mean, we can always go by their level of expertise, but you're not going to really know until you start to actually ingest or embody that medicine as to where 
whether it actually resonates or whether it doesn't. And I think for such a long time, I was just putting the power in other people's hands and not getting the results. And it was only when I actually started to listen and started to go, you know, because I've recently discovered that I am just super sensitive and I am an empath and all of these things. So rather than shutting them down or shutting them off and not listening, you know, I think the the way through is to definitely to listen, to honour and to just, again, follow those breadcrumbs because that's where it's going to lead to the greatest opportunity of healing. Yeah, that resonates with me so, so much. And I was blessed enough to be able to edit your first program that you put together. And I feel like that was a gift that I even got paid for because I learned so much from what you shared just in embodying what I was editing. So it's all about, which we haven't even discussed yet, all about meridians and meridian medicine. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Because that just expanded my mind more than I ever imagined. I'm so happy to hear that. And thank you so much for all of your help and for actually helping me to birth it out into the world because I'd been sort of sitting on it for such a long time. But, you know, you have your own little barriers of limiting self-beliefs or whatever it is. But yeah, with the help of you, I've been able to actually get that out there. So thank you. Meridian Medicine. Yeah. So that was inspired through me working as a practitioner in clinic and working on people, giving them acupuncture to work on those meridians, which are obviously channels in the body. It's a network of energetic channels that helps to move chi and blood, so energy and blood through the body and provides the tissues and organs with all the substance of life and essence that we need in order to survive and thrive in this life. So it's basically what meridians are. But what I was seeing was when people were coming into clinic and I was helping them or treating them and selecting the, the correct acupuncture, puncture points and giving them herbs and letting them go home and work on that, I still felt like there was something missing. And in my mind, and I know how I like to work, I like to try and understand things or whatever's happening to me so that I can actually really connect into it rather than somebody just doing something to me and me having no idea about it. Yeah. And so I felt like there was a little bit missing there and I wanted to bridge that gap. The gap for me was rather than a do-to process, I really wanted them to really connect into that system within themselves so that they could feel it, know it, know how it moved, know when it was in flow and harmony and know when it wasn't. Because as I said, that was one of my biggest things is learning that about myself. I think is that's where I've had the most greatest healing. So I felt inspired to teach that to people. Chinese medicine isn't just for the practitioner. I think it's for the client as well, but where it has to begin is is through that awareness. So I wanted to share the knowledge, the teachings, the wisdom that's all behind the most fascinating healing modality of Chinese medicine because it is just so vast and it just blew my mind. But I wanted to almost bundle it in a way that I could give to others that would be practical, that would be something that they could utilize at home without it being, you know, such a a vast thing or a confusing thing where they'd kind of get lost. So I really wanted to make it simple, clear, concise, so that they could connect in, feel it and begin to work with it for themselves. And it absolutely is that. That's what I was discovering going through it. There were so many little aha moments for me, which is why I wanted to have a chat with you today, because I was even coming to a stage where, oh my gosh, organs are linked to this and times of day and foods and colors. And there's so many different parts of it that you brought together. And it's like, oh, I thought I woke up at 2.33 o'clock every morning 
mean because you know that's the creatives <laughs> that's what that's the witching hour that's when creatives all wake up and get creative because the house is silent and there's no kids awake and all of that sort of thing and it is it's a beautifully creative time of day but I also discovered that there's possibly some things going on in my body that are causing that as well absolutely and you know what whatever makes you feel good if that creativity helps and helps you to move forward then I say go with that but if it's something that you feel you know you're waking up constantly and you know within yourself that you're not feeling 100% then I guess there's just that little area of self-inquiry that you could probably go into and go a little bit deeper and see if there's anything underneath that's kind of calling for your attention. Yeah, and there definitely was. So can you run us, like I know we don't have weeks and weeks to chat here because that's what it would literally take, but can you give us a little rundown on the meridians or, you know, one or two examples maybe? Sure. Okay. Because it is so vast, trying to simplify it, I guess, you know, as I mentioned about the meridian system being this energy channel, like a bridge of connection between the energetics and within your body, but also a bridge of connection between the earth and our body. We are directly at one, always in communication with Mother Earth. And, you know, I feel like over time there's been a little bit of a disconnection there through many different means, which we don't we don't need to go into. But meridian medicine is a way to start to tune back into those natural energies and those natural cycles that are happening all the time. And I, I truly believe that if we do really start to listen and pay attention to that, almost like tuning into a radio station, if we tune into those frequencies and we become more aware, we become more in tune again. You know, we're strongly in influenced by the earth by her seasons and the cycles and what that brings up at each point in time and a beautiful reflection of that out in nature if we can start to bring some of those things that are happening during that time say for example we've just been through spring you know looking at the growth renewal looking at things outside and bringing those energies possibly even inside to bring our awareness to them that's kind of calling in and invoking the energy and the medicine so if we look at spring there's a connection with the element of wood so we would look at trees or branches which also represents growth and renewal so we could bring those things into the home we can look at the color because you know color is also energy looking at the beautiful abundance of green around at that point in time so we can bring that in which is also medicine and we also have an association that with each season cycle there's a direct connection and communication with two particular meridians at each point in time and the reason it's two is because you've probably heard of the concept of yin and yang so we have one yin organ and one yang organ and also one yin meridian and one yang meridian and they kind of they work together and they have this beautiful relationship and we need to tend to those relationships just as we would with our friends and family. So yeah, so each season cycle brings in an invitation and we can bring those energies in to support those particular organs and meridians to function at their best. Oh, it's just fascinating. So we're coming up to summer. What would you be advising or talking to someone about with the summer and the organs and the colors? And Yeah, yeah. So summer, I mean, just have a think about it. Summer here in Australia is sunshine, right? It's the warmth. And so in Chinese medicine, we look at that as the rise of the yang. So when we look at spring, like if we're going to contrast that, if we look at spring, that's kind of the emergence of yang. So where yang starts to build, but as we start to come 
come into summer, that's when we call it full yang. So that yang energy brings with it more action, more activity. So we'll probably find that we want to be a bit more social. The warmth of the sun, we always feel more energized. So, you know, start to call that medicine in, start to call the warmth of the sun, asking even energetically that the sun recharges your cells and that sort of thing. But the direct correlation there between summer and the organs and meridians is the heart and the small intestine. And so for me, it's it's really a time and an invitation to really begin to tune into the heart and the heart space and to really assess what brings you joy and on the contrary what may not be bringing you joy anymore because you know if we're entering into these cycles and continuing our ways whether that's through our relationships or through our job and it's not bringing us joy well how is that energy moving and fueling through your body you know is it going to make us feel good and alive and engaged in life or is it going to make us disconnect and want to kind of just crawl away under a rock I guess it's the invitation to have that self-reflection and a bit of assessment on if it's bringing me joy and how does it make me feel? You know, when we feel joy, it does, it warms our heart. It fills our heart. It opens our heart. It expands our heart. And the more that that can happen, the more that we can actually begin to flow in with that medicine that is around us all the time. Mm, And I guess the heart is what sends that chi energy throughout the rest of our body so that has a massive impact yeah if we look physically i mean the heart's pumping all the time and it's pumping the blood around our body it's feeding everything it's taking that you know this nutritious substance of blood to all the tissues the organs and cells and giving it life So that's exactly right. So if the heart is open and is in balance, that energy of life force can really flow through our body and help us to feel as nourished and abundant as possible. Or on the contrary, if our heart is closed or there's things in the way, or, you know, I like to call them distortions, bit of energetic distortions, of course, we're going to be getting enough limited supply to keep us going. But, you know, we're probably not going to be firing on all cylinders. Mm, So how does that all link in with the small intestine? Ah, good question. So as I said, each season we've got the the yin and the yang organs. So the heart and the small intestine are working together. And how the small intestine comes into play here is I guess it's the filtration process. It's the small intestine helps to decipher the pure from the impure. And then whatever we don't need or whatever is not serving us, the small intestine then sends to the large intestine to eliminate. So I guess it's these beautiful teachings of how these organs even work together. If we have that understanding, we can even apply that in our life. So what's working for us? What are these emotions? inspire us to move and shift through them or how can we become more in line with our heart what old energies are we holding on to and what do we need to let go and and sift through so yeah it's it's like a filtration process energy coming in energy moving out what we're going to be putting into our bodies through any means that could be through food that could be through energetics of people that we're surrounding ourselves with that could be our job all of that is energy and what we surround ourselves with and immerse ourselves with that's what we're ingesting and embodying so really really good to begin to look at those areas to say what am I actually fueling my body with is this serving me well does it bring me joy and if it's not how can I process through this what do I need to eliminate and how do I move on from there so we should be nurturing our bodies with those beautiful fresh summer fruits and 100% yeah and uh, I think I spoke about this a little bit in the retreat too I mean the food is just such a beautiful reflection as well 
if we think about winter time and we think about the cold weather and it's very much in in its yin energy that's the most extreme yin a lot of the foods that we tend to go for are the ones that are in the ground in the earth so we that's very yin in nature and so when we pull them out of the earth and we ingest it we're ingesting that yin energy we're kind of really preserving our energy we're All building yummy that. root veggies Absolutely. All the root veggies. And in contrast, if we look at summer, a lot of the foods that we go for are more lighter in their vibration, meaning that they're not as heavy or dense in their energy when we eat them. So as you mentioned about the fruits and think about a lot of the fruits coming from trees and things like that. So they're very up and out connecting in with the sun. So absorbing a lot of that yang energy and a lot of that sort of lighter energy to help us become more light and to become more yang, whereas yin, in contrast, is very deep, heavy, and dark. So we can see how there's this this energy matrix all the time surrounding us, and the earth, the seasons and cycles are pretty much giving us giving us the hints and clues there all the time. We've just, yeah, become a little bit disconnected, and I think if we kind of connect back into that, we will definitely be connecting back into ourselves. Oh. See, I never would have connected the heart and the small intestine together at all. It's been bloody fascinating. Mm-hmm. What are some of the signs that they might not be operating at their capacity? Yeah, good question. I guess, you know, if we look at the heart, being heart-centered, feeling, you know, really grateful, feeling loving, things like that. So if it's not functioning very well, we could feel a little bit disconnected. We could feel a bit just meh, like we're not engaging in life. We could feel a little bit shut off. Or we could, one of the one of the most, I guess, obvious signs for a heart and small intestine disharmony would be a lot of anxiety. So people that are experiencing... And you know, people experience things all the time and that's okay. But I guess it's it's if it's there all the time or, or quite consistently Consistent, that we, we yeah. really need to look at that. Because just like emotions, you know, emotions, they are moving and flowing all the time. They might arise, they come up, if we acknowledge them, they then move on. So they're in motion all the time and that's perfectly normal. But it's when we're holding a particular emotion or a particular energy for too long and we kind of get stuck on it and we kind of can't move past it, that that's where we kind of need to do a little bit of self-inquiry. So anxiety is definitely one. Some digestive issues could be another because of the correlation with, you know, what are you not digesting? What are you not able to move through? What are you not able to sift past? What are you holding on to? That's interesting because so many women I know have digestive issues. Yeah, absolutely. And it can come down to, to a lot of that the way I sort of see it is the way that society is functioning now and a lot of women are becoming really independent and they've got their own businesses and own jobs, that brings with it a lot of stress. So as much as we need to look at weighing up the healthy stress and the not healthy stress and really coming back to is this in my heart true heart's desires, is that really what I want to be doing right now? So rather than this push, push, push of yang energy that can kind of tend to come up. So we do, especially as women, need to be really gentle with ourselves during that time and even just drop in for that deep listening, even once a week, just to make sure that we're listening, we're on track and that we're moving forth in the the direction of our heart's true desires. Yeah. And I'll bring up the time again, because that just I loved that part of how it all links together. So what are the times of day or night of the heart and small intestine active and what are some signs there? The times, when we refer to the times, that's about the meridian body clock, okay? And so that goes through a 24-hour cycle and goes through with the 12 primary meridians having a two-hour time slot each. 
hope that comes through and makes sense. But basically in little those little two-hour windows of time, a particular organ and meridian can be at their most active. And so for the heart and small intestine, it's about 11 to 1 where the heart, that's where we kind of encourage to eat our lunch and eat like a light meal, something that's not so heavy because we're kind of trying to process a lot of what we're feeling at that time and we don't want to overburden the digestive system with such heavy things when it's trying to sift through those emotions. And then when we go into the small intestine, going from one to three in the afternoon, we all know that around that time, we tend to feel a little bit heavier in our energy. Like we kind of get a little bit more fatigued or a bit tired. And that's because the small intestine is doing its huge job by sifting and sorting through all of those things, not only physical things like our food, but our thoughts, our emotions, all of that is also being digested at that point in time as well. Oh, so what's the best way to nurture that then? Yeah. Because so many of us reach for sugar, which obviously isn't going to be helping the small intestine. And so that knee-jerk reaction of reaching for sugar is we're wanting energy. We're wanting energy. We're wanting it quick. We're wanting it fast. And so we've kind of just taught ourselves that way of being like, quick, let's do the quick fix and, and rather, you know, to do that. I mean, in a lot of cultures, they have like their siestas and they do things like that. So they allow their body to rest. Unfortunately, here in the West, we kind of keep going, going, going. You know, I guess... What we can do is just be mindful because everybody's job and situation might require different things. But I guess just having the awareness that that's what your body is doing at that particular point in time, it kind of just takes a little bit of pressure off. You know, if we're feeling fatigued, we can kind of go, oh, oh that's right. You know, our body's doing this at the moment. I'm just going to be a bit more gentle on myself. So maybe nurture with a peppermint tea or something Absolutely. like that to help. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, you know, that's that's right. So having that awareness, you're already starting to ask yourself, what could I reach for instead? And so, you know, looking for something that you want to reach for to nurture yourself rather than having that quick fix or that bringing something in where we can kind of just push on. Well, our brains are really smart. I remember having kinesiology and I said to him, I think, I, I'm really worried. I think I'm an alcoholic. You know, it's in my family, back through generations of Irish heritage, there's alcoholics and I'm pretty sure I am one. And he knows me quite well and said, well, I'm not so sure about that. And he just, just does stuff while I'm just chatting to him. And he sat something up. he goes, think about having that glass of wine in the late afternoon, sometimes early afternoon. It depends what was going on in the day. And I went, oh, yeah, just relief, bliss, just relax. It was perfect. And then he goes, all right. And he sat something on my tummy and said, now think of it again. And I'm going, what have you done to me? I can't, I can't bring that feeling back. Like, oh, that's awful. I want that bliss feeling back. And he said, it's actually, your brain is incredibly smart. All brains are. He said, it's, it's sugar. You were craving the sugar. Your brain knew that was an excellent, fast way to get the sugar in. Mm -hmm. And so that's what you were reaching for. And sometimes you reach for chocolate, right? And I'm going, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So I can't even remember what he gave me. It might've been chromium or something like that at the time. There's a couple of things yeah. and it just totally fixed it. And I have not even had alcohol for this entire year. So oh, definitely good. no, I'm not an alcoholic and yeah. it's just changed my entire life just having that knowledge that my brain was just you know the brain wants something because it's craving something and it knows the quickest way to get it but if I was listening to him and the healthier options of what to do it was actually craving that mineral absolutely 
And, you know, you could look at it from another perspective of going at that particular point in time, maybe when your body was busy trying to process or busy trying to process some thoughts and emotions. Sometimes we do want to opt out of that. Sometimes we do want to make that process easier. And alcohol does a very good job at numbing those numbing, sorts of things. Sure. And also just giving a bit of a break going, I don't want to process this for now. I just kind of want to opt out a little bit. So I guess, again, coming down to the awareness, once you're aware that that's possibly what's happening it then comes down to choice and we have a choice as to whether we just continue with those old patterns of behavior or those knee-jerk patterns of behavior but I guess asking ourselves the question is this really serving myself is this really serving my highest good and look we're all there I do it we all do it but these are the ways that we get to to learn more about ourselves and our body and what we're really craving or what's really underneath or what we're really trying to cover up with something else so it's all an invitation Mm, I love that. It so much is. Yeah, I think I'll reach for, I don't even reach anymore in the afternoon. It's not like that. Some days are different, you know, and that depends on my monthly cycle as well. Sometimes it's like, oh, I just need to lie down. And thankfully, I'm able to do that most of the time. I might relax and read a book and that serves its purpose. Or sometimes I might think, you know what, I really, I might have some cacao and yeah. that gives me the little chocolate fix, but also expands my heart. And it, yeah. yeah, there's different things now. I've learned different tools and it's just been such a blessing this year in particular. Absolutely. I think that's that key thing there you're saying about the different tools. And that was exactly the reason of Meridian Medicine, just trying to give people extra tools that they can draw on to actually help themselves when they're in that time of need, because not everybody can go see a practitioner or a healer, or maybe not as often as they would like and things like that. So, you know, it was all about trying to reach people and give them those tools that they can begin to embody for themselves. Yeah, I'd never, I'd heard of a Meridian, but I really didn't know anything about it before I was introduced to you and so just even looking at things like waking up at certain times of the night like I was for a little bit there after reading through your stuff I noticed I was waking up at 11 and I'm going oh interesting mm -hmm. and so I'd go and look that up and then even little things like the colors that are associated with that and I just had no idea that there were so many things you could blend together to actually help yourself Absolutely. And I think definitely with the philosophies and understandings from traditional Chinese medicine, but also in other areas that I've studied in terms of metaphysics and color therapy and vibration and all of those things, I was seeing that there was this common thread. And I would also see that even within myself, like if you mentioned about color, think about how you feel if you're feeling quite down on yourself and think about the clothes that you might reach for. They tend to be a bit more heavier in color, a bit more drab, a bit more, you know, less fitting, less exposed, that sort of thing. Whereas if we're really feeling in our heart or in our power and things like that, we're going to be going for those really out there vibrant colors because that's kind of where we're resonating. And, you know, there's no right or wrong because I think, you know, even sometimes wearing those darker colors if we find that we're kind of reaching for black or navy blue all the time ask yourself why again it's all about that self-inquiry and it might be that you're just needing to nourish your yin it's all about the kidneys it's all about going really really deep within and maybe your kidneys are calling you for some particular reason to maybe address some things that you might not have completely addressed you know things that we might have fear-based things because that's what the kidneys is all about fear really can deplete the kidneys so yeah even through color we can learn so much much.
Oh, so talk to me about the kidneys and fear. Let's dive into that a little bit more. Dive into that. And it's interesting that you said you want to dive into that because the element that's associated is water. You see, even your subconscious knows these things and starts to talk. It's like, oh yeah, if I'm talking kidneys, I'm going with water. I mean, you look at the correlation there between the kidneys and the urinary system and that filtration and, and moving those fluids in and through our body and in and out of our body. But I guess with the kidneys and if we look at water, it's all about the emotions and what that can kind of bring up. Yeah, the kidneys are uh, super, super important and have a really interesting perspective on them in comparison to kind of Western med. Yes, we look at the urinary fact and, and all of those processes, but the kidneys play such a huge role in our energy. We look at it as like the battery source. The kidneys are special in the fact that, you know, we're not necessarily all born with them being full, as in full batteries, because we inherit some of that energy through our kidneys, through our mother. And so we bring some of that, that's called uh, congenital chi, that we bring through from our from our parents into our body prenatal and postnatal chi we call it as well so then things that we look at are we preserving ourselves are we refueling ourselves are we, are we recharging our batteries so looking at the ways that you know our lifestyle if we're going for things like alcohol smoking bad foods that's going to really deplete and decline the battery source really quickly whereas if we were really going within and nurturing and nourishing ourselves and nourishing that yin you know we're going to kind of be preserving Preserving our energy. And naturally, over time, the kidneys do deplete, and that's just part of their function as we age. They do decline, but some more rapidly than others, depending on, you know, how we how we tend to those organs. Yeah, it's always had me curious as to why some people will get heart disease at such a young age, or some people will have kidney failure as a 13-year-old and things like that. It's I've never understood it. I find it absolutely heartbreaking a lot of the time. And, you know, I mean, genetics can come into play with those sorts of things but then also what you're doing with your energy as well and you know genes have to have something in order to be expressed so just because there might be something genetic happening through your family it doesn't necessarily mean that it will become active and will manifest within you it's good to have that awareness there but again it's great to have the awareness of knowing how to actually support your body in order to almost kind of go around the roundabout and not have to encounter such horrendous diseases and looking at ways in which we could support ourselves in the best possible way to give the best possible chance yeah for sure do you know every single female on my dad's side has had cancer okay and i'm the only one that's come through unscathed at this stage and i think one of them was 21 Oh, wow. And so, you know, all different ages and yeah, we are working with an organization that does genetic testing and things like that. And we don't have the BRAC1 and 2 gene that is consistent with breast cancer. Yeah, they, they just said to us, there's many genes undiscovered. You know that because it is right. such a strong tie in our family. Yeah. So I've I just spent most of my life drinking and smoking and eating really poorly, and so I was always really surprised as to why I came through. And now I'm obviously a lot more conscious of what I'm putting into my body, and that is energetically as well. But it it just fascinates me too. All of that. Yeah, absolutely. And again, you know, I think that's the biggest thing. Like you've just said, consciously, like you've got that awareness now, so you're making other choices. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I also went through that massive phase, drinking, smoking, doing all the things that I shouldn't. And I knew how my body felt. Yes. So I guess we can look at it in the sense of going, okay, that's taught me that what I put in my body will manifest in the way I think, feel, act, behave, all of those things. 
And then you've got the contrast. If you're conscious about these things and start to make different decisions and start to fuel your body with different things that are more in alignment, you also know how that feels within your body. So we get this beautiful contrast. And then we get this amazing thing called free will and choice that we all have. Oh, yeah. Used to put our energy and what we choose to, to fuel it with. Yeah, for sure. I remember just treating myself so poorly, like emotional eating has always been huge for me. And I generally reach for sweet things, but then there'll be times I go through savory stages of, I'm, I'm still emotionally eating broccoli, by the way, we've been through that before. I still am reaching for broccoli, but I'm not getting the headaches with them now. Oh. Ah, that's really interesting. I mean, if we look at it, we look at green, we associate it with the liver, things like that. Broccoli is a brassica, also good for liver cleansing, things like that. So it could be just helping you to maybe detoxify some of those old unhealthy habits. Who knows? I mean, there could be so many reasons as to why, but I guess even having the awareness of the foods that we're reaching for, speak, relating it back to meridian medicine again, there's all the, the flavors that have an association with the organs as well. So the salt, the craving that savory and salty thing, the salt goes to the kidneys. Looking at sweet, sweet goes to the spleen and the stomach. You know, then we've got bitter and pungent and so forth. So when we find that we're really reaching for a particular flavor of food all the time, that's also another little indicator there too. So it's fascinating. It's kind of like everything, everything we do, everything we reach for, it has an opportunity to give us medicine or we can use it on the contrary. Always trying to make those better choices, obviously. But, you know, even when we don't, I, I guess the key is to not, and this is where I get caught up because I know this, right? And so then if I reach for something that I know is not good for me, but I just bloody want it, like I just want it at that point in time, I'll just get it out of my system. I'm just going to do it. I know how it makes me feel afterwards, but then it also then raises the question for me, what's going on? What's going on? What are you trying to hide? What are you trying to self-sabotage? Awareness is beautiful in one way, but you know, once you've got it, you can't, you can't. I know it can be a right pain in the ass too. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, that's life. I'm finding that the more um, I'm delving into shadows because I just love personal development. So the more I'm doing that, that's probably why I'm craving so much broccoli this year because I've never (laughs) craved broccoli in my life ever. Such an interesting craving. I yeah. wonder if actually sit, I mean, you know, even that, if that were me, I'd, I'd kind of sit with the broccoli and say like, what is this? What's going on here? What are you giving me? What am I getting from you? What are you trying to tell me? It is interesting because like my daughter was saying the other day, mom, like this is unhealthy, your obsession with broccoli right now. And she goes, you're not eating properly. And you might be reaching for broccoli because it's healthy, but you're not having breakfast at the moment. You're just, you're not nurturing yourself. You're going, walking past the fridge going, all right, I need to put something in my body. I'm just going to snack on some broccoli while I'm walking around and walking to the car while I'm driving. You know, it's just there. It's easy to eat. So Mm. it is also a form of self-sabotage for me. I'm fully aware of that. Yeah, yeah, because again, we need to be immersing ourselves in the abundance of energy that's around us and kind of sourcing it from all of those different areas. So the different colors, they say eat the colors of the rainbow, things like that. So we're actually ingesting if you you know, if we're kind of fixed and only reaching for that one thing. Yeah, there could be some limiting things in there or just even hearing you say, oh, on the go, just reaching for it, not even mindful eating. Yeah. But yeah, that's why I called it emotional eating. It's like, Mm. if there's something I don't want to feel, it's like, oh, and I'll go to the fridge and and start munching on broccoli and I'll be fully aware that I'm doing it. (laughs) 
it could be worse. She could be reaching for, you know, things that have absolutely no nutritional value whatsoever or the processed stuff that just uh, really is just. Just to be clear, I do that fake. as well. Oh, look, and we all do. And this is the thing. I think, again, one of the keys and one of the things I'm working on at the moment is not to be so hard on myself. So, you know, we are surrounded by this stuff and sometimes it's okay. I wonder if broccoli has some kind of nutrient in it that's similar to like a red wine or something like that because I've stopped drinking and I'm replacing one thing with another almost. Yeah, that might be a bit of a research question. That might be a bit of a Dr. Google for that one. I don't have the answer, but yeah, the first thing I go to is just looking at what broccoli looks like, the color, things like that. And to me, it looks like your liver, you know, the liver and the gallbladder, uh, uh, maybe, you know, reaching for your attention. If you look at alcohol, what process is it? The liver. True. So now that I've stopped the alcohol i'm really nurturing my liver a lot Absolutely. this year so that makes yeah. perfect sense then so to me there sounds like a little bit of just you know that deep listening there that reconnecting and you know because if it's been something you've done for quite a period of time the liver's going to need a little bit of time to heal yeah nearly 30 years of extreme drinking well, well done you for making the change and making some better decisions for your body and for your life moving forward. And hopefully you'll be definitely breaking those chains and those family patterns that have come through the, the female line. Yeah, for sure. It's It's been huge. My daughter, my oldest, really doesn't drink at all. And I've never known anyone in our family that doesn't. Yeah, it's been really interesting to watch that. She sounds like a wise one. Is she way wiser than me, that's for sure, at her age. Up on your mom, why are you reaching for the broccoli? Why are you, you know, and that's quite unhealthy. Yeah, she sounds quite wise. <laughs> she is, although she has, she's um, she's incredibly wise. But I'm going to send her to you because she has, she had an operation when she was in grade five. Mm -hmm. Her appendix, she had to have removed yep. and they couldn't find them because they, you know, they said, no, it's gastro. And then they dug around in there and ended up going, oh, actually, no, it might be appendicitis, but we just didn't know because it was moving. And then they, she was way longer in surgery than she was meant to be. So we got worried and they said, oh, we couldn't find her appendix. It's a floating appendix. And I'm going, that wow. just does not sound right. But any, you know, knowing how the, a little bit about the body. And then she ended up with a major infection. Again, they said it was gastro and sent her back home three times, but she ended up getting airlifted to the Royal Children's and was there for three weeks on some really serious antibiotics. So yeah, she's had a really hard time and they dug in there so much that she's always had tummy problems since then, hormone problems since then, and also back problems. And uh, yeah, she ended up seeing a tummy expert that said, actually, your back problems are linked into how your scar tissue has healed and attached to muscles or I, I don't know if attached to muscles is the right way to say it but it's pulling on things that it shouldn't normally naturally be pulling on and she's a right mess for her beautiful young age and she's seen so many specialists and a bit like you with seeing so many specialists throughout your childhood and none of them really you know bits and pieces worked here and there but none of them really hit the mark. Mm, yeah, that's really interesting that you say that as well. I've also experienced a lot of the scar tissue and adhesions and how devastating that can actually be on the body. Think about it. If there's the interface between the meridians and the physical body, if we cut through the physical body, what else are we cutting through? Mm -hmm. So are we damaging the meridians? So therefore, are we damaging these channels and the way that the energy moves and flows? And that if something so thick and as solid as scar tissues and adhesions are blocking it, it's almost like 
roadblocks, right? If you think of meridians and these channels being like roads and then you're putting, you know, there's the scar tissue and the adhesions there that are like these roadblocks, the traffic has to kind of find another way to move and flow around. But yet it might be completely bypassing really, really important areas of the body that still need to be receiving that chi and that blood flow. So there are acupuncturists that really specialize in um, adhesions and scarring and do scar treatments and to help encourage that movement and that flow to actually fuel through again so yeah that's really interesting it is it's been heartbreaking as a parent because at such a young age i think she got her period at 11 or 12 and they were just really heavy ever since and they put her on the pill and as a mom i'm going i know that that's no good for her but i just kind of went with what the doctors were saying at the time her body overrode the pill it just went no i'm not i'm not ah, even sounds so her... very familiar to me very yeah. very familiar yeah it's, so, it's just been a really crazy journey and then she got acne and so then they put her back on the pill to try and fix that and her body overrode that again and it's it's been a, a really rough journey for her well i'd be happy to have a chat because i i get a feel that there's there's more going on there but yeah happy to have way a more and i know that deep down yeah. and she knows it and yep. we've not been able to you know and we've tried some some different sorts of healers and things which has given some relief and my favorite kinesiologist and definitely had some relief but it's a lot bigger than just that there's yeah yeah and you know even still like me mentioning about my own health journey i still have that but i've at least with all of this stuff i've found ways in which that help or i'll know what i need at each point in time you know if my pain is this i need to go see this person or if this thing is going on in my digestion i need this gives you that little bit of self-empowerment back absolutely absolutely rather than the power being you know over into the the medical's hands and if you're not getting the the answers or whatever that you need that that can feel really really disempowering yeah because i'm definitely into quick fixes of things it might be my little gemini nature i don't know but i love just give me that fix that i want that and i'll fix that so watching her yeah watching her journey has been frustrating but also really heartbreaking and i also know now obviously a bit more awareness that nothing's ever fully fixed if we've come into this world you know it's just about having that self-awareness and how to nurture things when they come up right how to navigate it how to use the body wisdom when it's in pain go into it rather than you know that's been one of my biggest things is shut off or fighting it as opposed to kind of looking at it and going within it but that's that's a whole nother topic by the sounds of it you, you've definitely got a, a wise daughter there and one that's probably got it quite a fascinating journey ahead of her that she does yeah i can see that already how beautiful. Frustrating, oh. but beautiful at the same time. Like I get, I'm saying beautiful because I get the sense that I feel like if we're being called to these things, there's, there's always like a gift or there's something underneath that we can learn about. And as I said, you know, that's where the motiva motivation comes from to then use what you've been through for yourself to help another. And, you know, it just flows on from there. Yeah, it is. And funnily enough, she's gone into nursing as a career. Oh, bless. Which I never thought she would. And I was, I remember saying to her, gosh, you know, what is going on here? Do you really want to be stuck? Because she loves her sleep in the morning. So do you really want to be stuck doing night shift and like, not only that, but having your body clock thrown around so much with all the different day shifts and night shifts and all the different things and just be stuck in a hospital that's ugh, so clinical and full of sick people. You know, that's, that's how I look at it. And she just said, well, I really want to get the qualification and the experience, 
mm-hmm. and then have like a secondary passive income through whatever network marketing, whatever she chooses to do. And she said, and then I would really love to travel overseas to third world countries and use my qualification to help children and women because she wants to be a midwife. So she wants to help them have nicer births and safer births and things like that. So I just thought, ah, you melt my heart. Absolutely. I've got tears in my eyes now because I'm just like, wow, that just inspires me so much. And she's obviously being called into that field because she needs to learn about the body. She wants to learn more about her own body and turning that into, again, you know, someone that has the courage to turn it into something to then help other people. That inspires me. And that's how I become inspired. So when I hear those stories, I truly feel that because I know what that feels like on the inside. Yeah, she blows my mind. She's not even 20. At 20, all I cared about was where the next carton or pack of smokes were coming from. (laughs) I can totally relate, Sally. I I truly, truly can. But, you know, that also gave us some wisdom and knowledge, even if it is in hindsight. Yeah, and the whole world has shifted a lot too, obviously, since then. We were born into a time that is completely different to what the children are getting born into right now. Like there's massive changes coming and it's, it's such a fabulous time to be around. Yeah, I agree. Oh, well, thank you so much for your time today. It's been such a privilege and such an honor. And let us know, you know, we've only briefly touched on the Meridian magic that you share so beautifully. How can we find out more or get in touch with you? Ah, okay. You could probably first off head to the website. My website is www.reneegould.com. Lots of info on there. There's all the offerings that I offer in terms of treatments. So one-on-one and that can be worldwide as well because I do online consultations now thanks to Zoom and COVID if we take some blessings out of that that's opened my world in in many other ways and also the offerings of courses and mentoring programs that I have on there as well so that's probably the best way to reach out I'm on Facebook and Instagram on Renee Gould Holistic Health yeah thank you so much and I'm really looking forward I think We'll bring you back to really delve a lot deeper into the meridians because it's just fascinating. Oh, I'd be happy to. I really love talking about it, even talking about it. It just, again, puts me in my heart, ignites my passion, reminds me of why I do what I do. And yeah, it just perfectly puts me in that heart resonance medicine that we're going into for summer. So yeah, I'd be on board for sure. I've actually just been given the message that if you're open to it, coming up to every season will bring you in to actually delve into what that season's going to bring us. I'm all in. Let's do it. I think Fabulous. that's amazing. Let's, let's spread the magic and the medicine that the earth gives us. And yeah, I'm happy, happy to share that. Oh, thank you so much, Renee. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, as always, to Brian Samuel Audio Editing for the amazing production. And thank you for listening. We'd so appreciate if you would rate, review, subscribe. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with friends. 